All right, quick bit of housekeeping before we start the episode. The Spoily Awards are coming up. What are the spoilies, you're asking? They are our totally real and not bogus awards <laughs> for everything we reviewed here in the last year yeah. is up potentially for an award. We did nominations. And if you're curious how that process works, boy, we've got a whole episode about that for you. Yeah, you can listen to that. A very, very long episode. Or we also have a short one that you can just go and listen to the nominations right now and you know, yeah. just kind of make your own decisions. Exactly. Which is important because this is all about you, the listener, having a voice. No backroom deals with old men smoking cigars going on on this episode. <laughs> that, no, that's sorry. a reference to the Oscars, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. It almost sounds like that's how we normally do stuff here. <laughs> okay. This whole room's filled. I can't even see Ryan with so much cigar smoking. No, here. so yeah, everybody gets a vote, and uh, at the end, we'll tally it, and we'll have the winners. On March 10th is when we're going to have the Spoily Awards. It'll be a YouTube video and a uh, normal no podcast episode. episode. So, but right now through March 1st, you can vote in the spoilies. So go to our website, spoilersintendedpodcast.com. On social, we got links to it in the Discord. Discord. On uh, our Patreon, any way that you can contact us, we have posted the spoilie awards. In this episode description, there's a link. There is, yes. So vote in the spoilies (laughs) now. Let's start the episode. Forty-six point six seven percent perfect. Average show. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Animation, terrible. Character development, so boring. Scores and soundtracks, I don't even know what I'm listening to. Story, <laughs> what even is the story? Comedy, come on. Manic Pixie Dream Girl, give me a break. Nicholas Sparks would have loved this show. It sounds like this person listened to 46% of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a three-star review from IMDb. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I am your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. What's up? And Steven. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> Wrong show? Hey, I'm the Fonz now. Uh, this I'm week. Hip, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm not getting old, I swear. What's up, fellow teens? I'm dabbing over here. You can't hear it, listeners, but I'm dabbing. This week, we are discussing the 2014 anime, Your Lie in April, produced by A1 Pictures, directed by Kyohei Ishiguro, and... Um, I think 2014 is when the dab came out, so that kind of dates me I already. Mean, we're, we're, it's a decade from now. So awesome. I know. Oh yeah. God. No, no, don't, don't, don't say that. that. Oh, that oh, year. Why oh, did you oh, do Oh, my that? goiter. It's like the Crypt Keeper. This is man. ancient history Con- now. Continue with whatever you were saying. <laughs> so, Get us out. Take the off-ramp. <laughs> so we are, we are needing deep in romance month right now. Love, love month. month. Hey, don't get ready don't for the love month. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're talking about um, yet another uh, romance anime this time. TV mm-hmm. series, not a movie. Are and uh, yeah, there's is some, there's, 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 there's two romances in this. Is it a romance? Though? Double yes. the romance. The romance Steve. of music and the romance of very sad children with pianos. Say the name of what we're Depressed reviewing quickly. children. <laughs> Yeah, so it's your lie in April. Yes. And um, the romance of depressed children. Yes. Ah, uh, high school. That was the original translation they had to change. <laughs> it's no, really it's no, the, the original translation is just sad boy and piano. Sad boy and piano. <laughs> <laughs> sad right. boy, sad piano. So here's a quick synopsis of yep. sad boy and piano. Uh, a piano prodigy who lost his ability to play after suffering a traumatic event in his childhood is forced back into the spotlight by an eccentric girl with a secret of her own. Ah, 
That's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty that's accurate. On yeah, that's on brand. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really specifically say, but the traumatic event, and this just is literally in the trailer for the th- for the show. But the traumatic is what event was his mom was incredibly abusive. Yeah, well, yeah. and she dies, and then she dies. Yeah, yeah, like that's just part of the part of the actual synopsis. This yeah, that's not a spoiler. I'm that's like the jumping off point. Yeah, of oh, the whole, first episode, she's like slapping the crap out of him. So yeah. yeah I th- uh, but yeah, so this was directed by uh, Kyohei Ishiguro, written by Takao uh, Yoshioka, mm-hmm. and the the musical score was done by Masaru or Masaru Yokoyama. Wow, mm-hmm. um, good job. Uh, done by his uh, studio A One Pictures. There's no budget for this. There's no way to really find sure. out how much each, each it, episode. It doesn't cost. have a it doesn't now have the, a box office because it was a TV show. Yeah, was the director kind of green? This was like one of the few things he had done, right? Um, he's known for stuff after this. Okay, so this was kind of his like this was directorial yeah, so debut. Yeah, so he's known for uh, World's Bubble Up, like a soda pop, which is one that came out in 2020 during the pandemic, which is it's a pretty good film, mm-hmm. but it's not uh, like it. Even then, it's it's not like this amazing film that you need to go watch. Right, but it's definitely worth watching if you wanted to. Go into it. And then also... Is it it, another slice of life? Yes. Is this the most popular thing he's done, probably? Oh, absolutely. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, Like starting out with a banger and then just declining from there. (laughs) Well, I I think... Well, so this was a manga... (laughs) We call it pulling a Steve. (laughs) Oh! This was a one-shot manga back in 2011. And um, there was... Define one-shot manga. uh, It just means that it's not a recurring... Yes, a short run. run. Yes, it's a singular story. (laughs) You have to read it in one one shot. You sit down at the table, you're committed. The the book disintegrates if you put it back on the shelf. I was going to say, if you close it before you're finished, it turns into Death Note. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Not again. I've read Death Note so many times. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, so there's 22 episodes in the series, and uh, there's... um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really curious of what you guys think about this, because this, this is the second time I've seen it. I watched yeah. it when it first aired back in 2014, but I know this is both of y'all's first time watching it, mm-hmm. and um, I know Ryan is a general musician, and general then Steven is, a very kind is way also to play. a musician. I'm not a musician. Um, yeah, of the three of us, I guess you probably have the least... I, I can't. I, I, I can't say musical exposure because that's yes. not true. Yeah. So grew I, I grew up it. with two professional musicians. One actually is a violinist that I got to talk to um, for this mother. episode. It's my mom. Spoiler: It's the mom. <laughs> <laughs> but then my my dad's also a professional drummer. Uh, so I grew mm-hmm. up around classical music and theater and a whole bunch of stuff. I just never really picked up an instrument myself. Is this like he a rebellion against your parents yeah, like type thing? No, like I just never. Failure. I never like. I actually tried piano for a couple for about a year, and I just. It never really, like, stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it may have just been the time period whenever I, you know, I was being forced to learn it. Your mother didn't get you in there young enough. you got to start them when they're three, when they still want to impress the parents. Traditionally, particularly with violin, a lot of, like, really professional violinists start really early. Like, anywhere between three years old to eight years old is kind of, Uh, like. Oh, you start when you're eight, you're too old, your fingers are already clumsy. You say that, but my mom started when she was eight. Well, you know, <laughs> got him dead to <laughs> right. Never heard of her before I met you. So clearly she started too late. Uh, but yeah, so I actually did a, uh, a quick interview recording with her of just kind of going over. Cause this is, um, I showed her bits and pieces of the show mm-hmm. and, uh, I have a couple little recorded bits and pieces that we, we may or may not bring up throughout the episode. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, she, and we have a resource. We should use it. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, she sure. is uh, just for, um, her, her laurels, I guess, her, um, bona fides. Bona fides. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so she started when she was eight. Uh, mm-hmm. She went to Meadow Mount, which I, I think is like a really big 
um, uh, kind of like musicians, musician school, but know, then she also, know. yeah. And then she also graduated from Juilliard. Which is and, the one that everyone actually knows. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she is, she's played for, uh, Stevie Wonder, um, Roger Daltrey, uh, John Lennon. Uh, she's, she's been around. Um, yeah. She's done a lot of stuff and she was in the Alabama symphony before I was born. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, she, she's pretty talented. She's really good at what she does. Yeah. She has a great <laughs> career. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough, my aunt is also a, uh, a violinist who is in the yeah. Baltimore Symphony uh, first violin for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked Dude, her a couple seriously, questions. Why are you such a failure? I so don't know. That's a great heck? question. <laughs> and like family gatherings, do they get together and play The Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels like against each other, <laughs> dueling fiddles? Just. Well, it's, it's funny. So my mom actually plays fiddle. She plays it like in, in like bars and bands and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she actually does, like she's done Devil, Devil Went Down to Georgia multiple times. I've sure. listened to it. And she's phenomenal. And my aunt, however, she is basically traditional classic all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably wouldn't be able to duel violins, maybe. I don't know. She's going to hear this and she's going to call me and get really mad probably. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, I would play the Charlie Daniel. I'd break out some Bach and show your mom how it's really done. <laughs> I'd show her how it's done. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm curious of what you guys think about this show. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, you, you want to go first? You want, me, yeah, to go you first? want me to go first on this? I'll go first. All right. Uh, so I am extremely conflicted about this show. Yeah. That is the way I, I would put it. That's um, not how I would describe it. I'll start with the, the things I like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the animation style. Yeah. Initially, I didn't really. Like, the lips looked kind of weird. They're, they're, um, it looks like everyone kind of has lipstick on. It does. It and does. They have, they have kind of like, not fish lips, but like you see the, the, the lower lips yes. really yeah, they're, prominently. They're sort of pushed mm-hmm. out from yeah. their mouth a little, yeah. And like, you know, the side of his glasses, they don't animate it so you can see the oh. eyes. Oh, man. And at I first I was I like, what, so is, much. what is this? What's happening? Well, so the reason why they do that yeah. is just so you can see the eyes. And I know. The, yeah. I, well, I, I got it. I just, pair of glasses. The, the first few times I was like. <laughs> I wear contacts. Are they not animating that right? You know, I was like. Yeah, no, yeah. This, yeah, it, it's just common. It took me a minute. And then it like, once I saw it, it was one of the things for airtight camp. I was like, Ugh. yeah, you just yeah. never, you can't, can't unsee not, it. Yeah. You can't unsee it. Yeah. Uh, I like the use of color that they do a lot. And again, the art style grew on me for sure. By the end of it, it does. Um, it definitely does grow on you as the show goes on. And yeah. they do, they do have some really fantastic, like watercolor esque, mm-hmm. um, you know, like kind of like still frames, but it's yeah. never a main part of the animation of the show. Right. And then the, they do use a little bit of CG here and there for like some of the performances, specifically with the piano, like mm-hmm. the close up of the hands. But I, f- I feel like that's probably more just from a time perspective. Of production. Well, yeah. It, yeah and, and that's kind of the thing is like, so a lot for a lot of the animation in this, they did um, rotoscoping for the per- musical performances. Mm-hmm. And like, especially for the piano, like, I don't even want to imagine someone hand animating like, right. people Having doing the do piano. I don't, I don't want to imagine it either. I wanted to see it. <laughs> right. No, I would. I think in a, a bigger production, they would have. They it's would just, have, yeah. it's, it's got to be a money thing. Um, yeah. I like most of the characters. Um, I love the music and the performances. I really just wanted more of them. Honestly. Yeah, like because it, it really uh, front loads it, a lot of the musical performances, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of lingers, and you get like one decent one at the end. Yeah, for, for this predominantly... Uh, revolving around several musical competitions. There's a shocking lack of actual just performances. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I wondered uh, midway through the show if that was because it's based on a manga and the manga, like you can't hear it. So they just didn't like dwell why, on the Why would they spend time? It, right. it's, it's, studio, entirely, yeah. it's entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that the show delves into ideas like overcoming grief, PTSD. Uh, definitely like burnout is another. But, yeah. The pressure yeah. on classical musicians, but I'm not in love with the, execution of exploring those themes necessarily mm-hmm. 
Um, and the stuff that I don't like, like it, sometimes it feels like it can't decide if it wants to be more about the music or more about the romance. Yeah. Like it feels mm-hmm. like it, it shifts gears and there'd be like one episode that's very music focused and one that's very, just you know, all, romance. all melodrama romance. And it, the balancing act happens unevenly to me. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not like some shows where they bounce between themes and it's like handled perfectly. Yeah. Um, I really dislike Kose as a main character. He he reminds me a lot of Shinji from Evangelion yeah. to a degree. That's, I mean that's that's a good uh, Kose gets the piano. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what it feels like to me. Does uh, that make Kauri his dad? Kauri, Kauri, how are you saying Kauri's, that? She she's sitting that's there, steeple <laughs> fingers, steeple I mean, fingers over, kind of, yeah. become yeah. my accompanist, getting the piano. <laughs> um, I understand, like, the themes of the show require him to be a character that's, like, struggling with a lot of issues. Yeah. Right? I get that. I mean, like, he he gets he gets up, and then he gets beat back down, and then yeah. gets up and gets beat back down again. But I feel like... Chumbawamba? At a, at a, <laughs> I got up again. At a top <laughs> level. bad reference right there. Jeez. <laughs> at a top level, right? I feel like where the show struggles is it, like, it establishes that idea. Yeah. And then it goes back to that well way too much. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so we got move, it. It doesn't move along. Well, yeah, we, like, we understand, like... He, he's having a bad time. Yeah, and it's like, instead of it giving us more time in the show developing, like, some of the other characters and fleshing out other parts that I did like, yeah, it's like it keeps going back and drawing out that part of where it's like, I could have, like, a 30-second reminder yeah. of what he's but going through. we don't through, need, like, a I'm whole good. half an episode. We don't need a whole entire episode that like, is <laughs> just in it. And I'm like, it feels, it, it reminded me of, like, Dragon Ball Z fights, but with, like, depression and <laughs> sadness. <laughs> You know, so the, instead of standing in the corner going, oh, yeah, I have to charge up your line. Sorry, Mo was sad. I can't remember which episode it was, but I had that moment at the end where it started and ended, and I felt like we got like nowhere. We just sat in like a depression funk for I was like, this is like Dragon Ball Z. I was like, <laughs> so some of the episodes too, especially early on, they would play a scene. And then you would flash back to the same scene, oh, yeah. but with slightly extra things spoken and stuff. And I was like, we've already been here. Like, just yeah. get it out of the way they, and move they do on. That, uh, at the end of episodes, they'll do kind of like a shortened version of it. And then at the beginning of the next episode, oh, it'll be like, like a five minute cold they would, open. They would even do it like just in the episode too. And it just was like, yeah. whoa, like this is actually a little too DBZ of like, we're still charging up. Well, yeah. I think some of it could have been that it was airing week to week or they may have been a pause. And so they're trying to like potentially recap yeah. people a little bit on what may have well, happened. Yeah, and the week to week broadcast is definitely mm-hmm. like, it does it, it hurt ha- the has pacing. Constraints. Yes, it yeah. does. Uh, some of the other stuff. So some of the characters added in the second half of the show to me feel kind of superfluous. They're, they're, like, they're a little shoehorned in. Well, it, it, it takes time away from the characters that we're already not getting we, enough we, we of. We spent all the time yeah. building up. Does and, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I can get more into it after like the spoiler wall, but there's like, I feel like there's a couple of characters that could have been combined into one mm-hmm. and you could have, executed both of their storylines to the same effect and taken up less time and I'm not a, had I'm going to disagree character. with you on this one if I think I know where we're going with these characters. So, anyway. Okay, cool. <laughs> Your <laughs> opinion's wrong. Stay tuned <laughs> next time after the spoiler. Wall. <laughs> uh, for me, too, the only other thing I'll say, and then I'll, the rest of it has to happen behind the spoiler wall, and I want to hear what Steven thinks, is a lot of the comedy felt tonally off and out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, some of it works. Yeah, there's definitely a few times that it did like a quick cut to comedy in the middle of something that's like incredibly serious and it felt like whiplash and it was like maybe this works in a manga because you flip the page Mm -hmm. and then it's like something else yeah but like in the anime it felt like there was a few of them that felt like I didn't laugh at this this it's not that why are we here why are we doing this you're getting in the way of the other stuff Mm -hmm. which kind of goes back to what I was saying with the balance of like 
you know, that and a lot of this, a lot of my complaints are that I think I liked a lot of parts of this show mm-hmm. and I saw the potential this show the, had could have been. Yes. And that frustrates me. Like it, it, the stuff stands out because it's like, it didn't. Yeah. It, it was like an issue as as with the to. creator where you watch stuff happen and you're like, yeah, this could be so much more than it is. Yeah. 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 Steven, yeah. what did you think? So if I were writing an IMDb review for this show, <laughs> mm-hmm. the title of my review would be Emotional Terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. There was, so there, there are good things, right? Mm-hmm. The animation's pretty. Mm-hmm. I like the feel of most slice-of-life anime where you have kind of the uh, pausing on the trivial moments, right? Where yeah. it's the, the banal and, yeah. and making the basic look pretty, mm-hmm. everyday yeah. life, et cetera, those aspects. I love that just in a show in general. Yeah. Mostly because you just don't get it in Western anything. Yeah, well, it's, it's very uh, rare you get Lecisal Life over here. Or in, like, they, the they, US. Don't really yeah. just, they don't sit and focus on, on boring. They'd be yeah. like, well, you're just boring the audience. They're not going to yeah. tune in next week. Yeah. So. Well, but to, to build off that a little bit, there's, there's, two, there's moments where uh, like some of the emotional stuff that happens is like really understated and it's mm. handled really well. It's yeah. like subtle and you're like, ooh. ooh yeah. And then other <laughs> stuff is like so and melodramatic. Like over the head so over the it. And it's like, okay, it feels like a, there's two directors sometimes. Like it, it definitely feels like um, uh, Kyohei like really like couldn't decide yeah. In, in mm-hmm. the tone of when, like, like on you just, not even on a per episode basis, on like a per scene basis. Oh, yeah. Man, like yeah. he needs to get diagnosed bipolar or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, was, it was, it was very whiplashy at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, our main character, you know, by the end of the show, uh, it's not a question of where you're going to high school, but it's a question of where you're going to therapy. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> and music God. is his therapy-ish? Is it though? Is it? And his abuser? What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it though? Uh, it... <laughs> So I, I agree with Ryan in that the show had a lot of potential. There are a lot of good things working for it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that it's necessarily put together as well as I would have hoped. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily come together as well as I would hope. It's it's especially from there, uh, there's it it really like clunkily gets to the end of the show. Well, and it's it does, a lot of yeah. it as, as soon as you're exposed to it. And part of this is just it's a show made in 2014. It's 2024. Yeah, a lot of the tropes existed before the manga was written. A lot of them have been used since after. So, yeah. So yeah. like some of the quote unquote foreshadowing is just so heavy handed now mm-hmm. yeah. that like I think by episode five I. It's like, okay, well, I know where this show goes. Yeah, you know, I, I know how this ends. Well, and yeah. like, and now these episodes where we're just kind of dithering around, like, oh my god, just get there. Yeah, I know what's <laughs> happening. Just do it. Like, you've made it clear. Well, get the, on with get it. Get on with it. The, the, you know, I've seen this come up in a ton of like top 10 anime of all time. Yeah, like you have to watch this, you know, anime which, list, uh, yeah, type stuff. And it, the people that love this show are like staunch defenders. Oh, there, which I mean, it, Andrew read a three star review because I looked at the reviews just to see afterwards, yeah. and there's like two one-star reviews. Yeah, I have like 200 something reviews. And, and both yeah. of them are just total nonsense. They're not even like, yeah, I, sure. like I didn't even watch past the first yeah, episode. One of, yeah, one of the people who wrote yeah. like and paragraph, they wrote longer than the first episode is about just the first episode. <laughs> right. yeah. Ridiculous. And they're like, I didn't watch anything past this. I'm like, why well, can't use this review? Yeah. yeah. And it's so like, I'm very much on the same line. So when I watched this, when mm-hmm. it was coming out, it was very much kind of like one of those, um, uh, cultural like flashpoints mm-hmm. for the community of anime that were that were really like into into it, and then like you get like halfway through the show, and you're like, oh no, this is where this is going. Yeah, and everyone just lost their mind. Oh man, it took them that long to figure it out. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, because when this came out, this was still pretty newish 
for like uh, specifically for the anime community. Okay, now that's fair. Like, yeah. Because yeah, like when Manic, you say, Manic Pixie Dream Girl was a was a big oh, thing yeah, in yeah, the like early two thousands, all that kind of stuff. Late nineties, oh, lousy, yeah. lousy with this. But the big thing. thing here is is that it's really more emotional terrorism at its finest because oh, they. I don't know about finest. Well, not. I mean, like, mean at its peak, peak emotional its peak, terrorism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what I mean. Okay. But I'm very hot and cold on this show as mm. well. I think a lot of the comedy just doesn't work. I think it's grating almost. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of times where like I'm wa- like I'll be watching an episode and then I know that they're going to go into a comedy bit and I'm mm-hmm. like all right time to pick up my phone and like that is not what a show is supposed to do it's supposed to no. engage you and, and supposed to keep you there and all of the emotional moments particularly around the musical performances mm-hmm. and the competition scene between all of these incredibly talented kids and like those really resonate and like i've never played a musical instrument but mm. i can still get behind all of those moments and those emotions that these kids are having yeah and you, you know like whenever you're playing like a, i'll say competitive game doesn't matter what it is you you find these rivals that you're that you're always Pick looking over at time and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and those really hit and then whenever you then ruin it with like really really poor and not even I'll even I'm gonna say crass comedy mm-hmm. that just doesn't it doesn't totally fit one the show well, or the scene and it also yeah. doesn't totally fit because a lot of the the comedy aspects basically change animation style and it's like beyond what I would call like a chibi or anything like that where yeah where they literally just like label the characters and it's like you know like there's some really good animation going on in this and then this is already like story-wise jarring for this to be here but it's also jarring on screen yeah yeah it's like that double whammy of it really when you're especially when you're like deep in an emotional moment and mm-hmm. then it's like wow well, and particularly towards the end of the it's series, not a pressure release it's no, like it's no like, no it's not yeah yeah and like particularly towards the end of the series like you have like some really good character developing moments between our, our i'll sell our, our core cast of four characters really mm-hmm. three because one of them is still kind of on the sidelines yeah but uh, you know, he plays sports. But, yeah, ha, ha, hey. funny. but it's it's definitely one of those where <laughs> I, I feel that a couple of the characters that were introduced later on in the show didn't really like I think that they needed to be introduced way beforehand so you can start building up their storyline. Even some of them not at all. Well, I was gonna say, or not at all. Like to me it's like pick one. Because Either the, bring the them second in. Second half of the show, we I mean, we almost lose one of the main characters for long stretches where it's mm. like, hey, like this is like we're building and, to something. We need, and they more. were such a driving yeah. force at yeah. the beginning of the show. And I like, I understand like that's kind of the intention, but at the same time, yeah. it could have been done with a better hand. The the, the, well, the execution on this is just not yeah. smooth enough. Yeah, I feel like too, and you know, I'm I'm trying to remember, you know, which anime I would have watched from like around 2013, 2014, 2015. But I feel like there's still a trope to this day, right? Of like in the second half of a show, you get they to the introduce new characters. Well, yeah. no, they introduce oh, new characters. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, they just did it on Freyren. Yeah, uh, you're watching that with me. Like you know, like it's now we're past the halfway point of yep. the show, and they we, we get yeah, get we get a new intro. But we've had these new characters. This entire like you know, I'll say 16 episodes before this. Yeah. to to get to know every single intimate detail of our of our main characters. So now yeah. we can spend that time to learn more about these new characters and not have to worry too much about right. And then the character development ones for your main characters really you already know kind of where it's going, mm-hmm. but you still get a little bit more of everything. Where this in 
your lie in April, we're still developing those characters when these new characters get introduced. Yeah. Because the pacing for that development is so slow. It's so slow. Particularly for, for Arima. Right. Because it, it just takes him so long to get over his initial PTSD, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But it's it's definitely one of those where like I feel that it could have been better. Oh, with they could have cut it so much and like I'll get it more in after spoiler. Yeah, wall. I was like, yeah. you have to get, you have to get well, into spoilers to and really it, get and it's into that. Tough too because like because like you said, there's so many lists out there that recommend this show as like oh you have to watch this if you watch anime. Right. This yeah. is a great starter anime, which it's not. But boy, <laughs> oh man, what an introduction <laughs> to anime that would be! I'm oh. never watching again. But the the real issue is is that. There are just other shows that do this kind of mix of drama, melodrama, and comedy mm-hmm. better than this. The only thing this really this show has really going for it is the musical performances are incredibly accurate. Yeah. And they look beautiful. And they sound beautiful too. Granted, like these are classical musicians trained classical musicians that did the musical performances right. for the they show. Got, they got very good musicians to actually play the actual music that is yes. being played. Yes. And so- Oh yeah, go ahead. I was say, what, what did your mom think about their performances? Yeah, so let, I can uh, I can play a quick little clip of uh, her essentially reacting and and watching the first um, musical performance by Kauri, our uh, young violinist, uh, who was played by Yuno Shinohara or performed by Yuno Shinohara, who's the violinist in real life. <laughs> First of all, a 14-year-old could do it, but only the finest yeah. play like that. So, so but, someone who's more on the line of prodigy than... Yes, uh, absolutely. For 14, that would be prodigy. That was a beautiful rendition. Everything looked correct. I don't know enough about animation. No, you don't to, have to. Like, like But just what like, I do know, the mm-hmm. stance, the way she stood, the way she tuned, the, the actual positioning is perfect. It's beautifully done. And actually, every time I walk on stage, I pray. I literally do. I say, just give me the strength to make beautiful music. Now, maybe that's what she said in another way. Yeah. You know, the comments of mm-hmm. the older man yeah. were just outrageous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were outrageous. That's how I'm going to put it. Because the the whole premise of that piece is beautiful and it's mm-hmm. exactly what she did and she was spectacular the only thing i could say the actual animation for the bow arm needed mm-hmm. to be a little faster it needed okay. to actually coincide with the with the actual notes of the music which is mm-hmm. probably impossible and if you're not a violinist it would be impossible to tell you how to do that yeah cuz i'm not an animator yeah, so it sounds like the performance was accurate. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually just going to go ahead and use a little bit of a trivia here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, right, so right. basically, uh, like we've already kind of talked about them rotoscoping the piano playing. Mm-hmm. However, they couldn't. Well, they 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 couldn't use 3D for a violinist, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because it just doesn't it doesn't work in that kind of 3D environment to make it as accurate as they wanted. Mm-hmm. So they still basically took Yuno Shinohara's performance, they mm-hmm. recorded her playing it, and then they rotoscoped her directly and hand-drew everything. Oh, yeah. man, what a uh, project. Which, which yeah. is cool, and it's funny, too, because so uh, Kyohei, the director, he actually stated that, and because my mom you know, just said, like, oh, the bow is, is not moving fast enough. Mm-hmm. He actually said it was impossible to animate how fast the bow truly moves. Because there's not enough frames. Not, not unless you animate on the ones, yeah, I guess, yeah, like Akira. There's not, yeah, there's not <laughs> enough information um, in the actual anime to do that. 
Yeah. So so he had to slow it down and embellish a couple things just to make it as close as he possibly could. Sure. Which that's just in in and of itself pretty incredible when you think about. Oh, it is. How fast like a real musician is moving for some of these. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool because these like these performances are are honestly incredible to watch. And like even if you don't watch the show itself, like go look up on YouTube and watch and just type in your line April musical performances. Right. That's it. You'll get playlist upon playlist upon playlist of every single one and they're all mm. fantastic they're great classical pieces already but it's really fun seeing them kind of like embellished in like an, a dramatic anime style right mm. yeah yeah Like you are drowning in a sea of noise. Well, boy, have we the lifeline for you to hear some sweet, beautiful music. Go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com where you can hear all of our previous episodes, along with links to things like our Discord, our socials, and our Patreon. Our Discord can be the manic pixie dream girl that pulls you out of your funk, okay? <laughs> we have a lot of fun over there. We talk about you know things we're reviewing, things we're not reviewing, our hobbies, what we're cooking, our I, pets. You know, what's happening just in yeah. the world of movies and film. It's a great way to keep in touch with us. You should check it out. Uh, we also have socials. We have two socials, Instagram and Facebook. You should absolutely follow us and give us a like on there. We try and post you know what's coming up in the coming month, uh, any kind of new episodes, obviously, you know all that kind of stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Like, shares, all the stuff. Yeah, did you want me to fade it out? I was fading it out. Oh, were you? you? (laughs) It's done now. (laughs) All right. Well, we're back from the spoiler wall. That that abrupt stop was us hitting the spoiler wall full speed. (laughs) Yeah, and a Mack truck. (laughs) Bow! Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Truck coon coming through for us. So so I I only have two pieces of trivia for this show. Oh, wow. Um, Real light on trivia. Well, no, there's really not that much because most of them are all like, oh, they play this song in the background of this thing. Yeah, which doesn't tell you much. Yeah, it doesn't tell you much. So there's two. In an interview, One Piece creator Echiro Oda uh, praised the series so much, declaring himself jealous of it and praising its ability to portray music in its art. Uh, Within the day, the series began selling out to the point that publishers had to order reprints. Oh, of, so, of the so, manga? So yeah, Oda's no, just... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oda's manga, moving yeah. this series, basically, is what you were... Yeah, what pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Got the Oda bump. Got that celebrity <laughs> endorsement. Uh, yeah, well, it's... So I think the series, I guess it's manga. It doesn't really specifically say it could be copies of the Blu-ray. I don't know. Or the DVD. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Maybe all way, Oda Oda likes it and that made it sell out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you have the... Where does he find the time to watch other anime? I mean, if you're a creator, you know, you can find the time. Who knows? Does he? Uh, It's just on while he's drawing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So in the scene where Kaori and Kosei or Arima first meet, um, she is playing Morning in the Slag Ravine from Castle in the Sky by Joe Hisaishi. Oh, cool. Which is Ghibli, yeah. Yeah, Which is really cool. It's a good little kind of like nod there. Uh, particularly just because Joe Saishi is an amazing composer. Right, yeah. And um, obviously, like, throughout the show, we we definitely highlight a lot of, you know, very famous composers. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, in a, yeah. in a show that's really, like, hammering down on, you know, the big-name classical composers, be like, mm-hmm. put Joe in there, too. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't hate it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, right before the, the spoiler wall, we, you know, we, we kind of touched on the accuracy of mm-hmm. the um, performances, uh, of the performances and, stuff. and stuff. But we also, I also want to talk about the 
accuracy of like basically what the characters are saying is happening during the musical performances. And this is one of my bigger sticking points with the show whenever I first watched it and watched it now. Are you talking about the judges' comments? Yeah. Okay. So, well, and just everyone in general. uh, Like just the musicians, I thought, yeah. Yeah, so like whenever you have, like whenever like a a character is playing and all the characters are commenting, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's he's changing up the music. And it's just like... No, that felt like the very animeization of it yeah because the actual recordings that are being played during the show are verbatim they're like flawless yeah, oh they're, sure they're flawless renditions of the actual musical score and not yeah. like any kind of weird elaboration well i had this moment where you know i'm listening to it and i'm like is he what well, yeah, <laughs> there was there was one i don't remember which one it was that was being done it was on the show hands but like i like paused like i'm pull this up because this sounds just dead on it, it, it is. yeah this is it's just the same well, thing and i was i had this moment where i was like maybe i, I have a blind spot for this specific mm-hmm. piece like i've heard it but like i guess not enough yeah. so I, I, I did the same thing i pulled it up and i listened to it. i was like okay and i rewound it and played it back and i was like i mean this sounds like spot on i get but to me also that is like a very inside baseball thing of like, I guess maybe if you, well, that was the other thing is like, the, like maybe I'm not deep enough into classical music. Cause right. I don't really know this. Then you could hear like the minor intonation differences mm-hmm. with the hand gestures on, you know, the, the violin parts. But I was like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was a very much a, a TV showization of it is what an yeah. audience would be. Well, like. and, and because it was a manga initially, yeah. they can be, however, like as um, you're imagining the music. Then yeah, anyways. you're imagining yeah. the music when you're reading it, so it doesn't matter. Right? They the, they yeah. have to have those comments yes, in exactly. the manga because like otherwise, you know, well, it's just the audience just stares at it blankly. It's just well, four pages of music plays. Yeah, music plays. Yeah. Well, and that's music kind plays. of the thing where like I feel that the director Kyohei could have. Um, either embellished it or had the musical performance actually change it up a little bit. Yeah, like if if you already pan someone to play this, be like, okay, I just want you to, when you hit this section... Kick it up a notch. Yeah. No, what you say is wail so, on it. Yeah, like, um, like embar- wail on it. <laughs> I want you to embarrass Bach right here. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I asked my aunt and my mom um, this, and my aunt, she basically said, generally speaking, you need to be technically precise with your notes, like during competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most instructors are going to also look at personal embellishments, like emphasizing certain no- notes and vibrato, like that you can, you can like make a little bit higher volume, a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, instead of like, during classical, you need to hit every single note. You're playing the notes, you're just playing them with different dynamics. You're, yeah, you're different dynamics, and that's which, where the personal embellishments come in. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're changing the music. Which right. the show gets into that a little bit because in the first performance where he kind of loses, he can't hear his own notes. Yeah. It kind of goes into the idea that where he's, he's like hammering the, key the keys yeah. because he's trying to hear the sound, which to the, the audience would just be like, man, he is going after this keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's kind of inside in baseball where you're like, as I know these pieces and I'm like, but this is just the piece. Like, yeah, when, yeah. like I don't need any of this. Commentary yeah, I, mean, I had these, yeah. these moments where I was like questioning myself where I was like, I don't know this song, but this doesn't sound. And like, they would be like the audience would be like, Oh, the he's you know, <laughs> caressing blood. But I was like, am I just not like, yeah, am I not in it enough? Classical well, yeah. music? The, like, the funny part is too, like, so the Kreutzer, the one specifically that my mom had uh, during the interview that we just listened to mm-hmm. um, one is incredibly technical piece by Beethoven, but uh, there are multiple parts in the piece that are very boring. And mm-hmm. all the pieces that are all the, the like this 
the char- unnamed performers that are happening before, obviously, oh, their main characters go the on. They're parts. playing all the boring parts. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, Kaori's on. Let's give her the most dramatic possible right. moments in this give, piece. Give her the metal yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's just kind of funny. And, like, obviously, that's a good way to lead your audience. Sure. Especially yeah. if, you're, if your audience is not particularly, like, familiar with these kind of, like, musical pieces and oh, stuff. I mean, I would say that, like, 90%. 80, 90% of the audience is probably not. Oh, familiar. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, that's I, who I, you're doing it yeah, for. Yeah, like, I know? grew up listening to these. Like, and right. my mom playing these pieces, and it's just yeah. one of those things where it's just like, all right, I, I know what it is. But, right. Yeah. But that that is an exception, not the rule. Oh, and absolutely, yeah, 100%. For sure, with their approach to it, that's probably... Because I had the same thing of, like, in some of the, the performances where I was like, I could do without the commentary. I just want to hear the performance. Yeah, yeah like, stop, the ta- performance. stop talking. This is so rude. But that's how they... I think they... Um, well, they build the drama of the scene. It, they, it is. And is, that it's, it's a sports anime, but for music. It's Dragon Ball Z. It's Yamcha on the sidelines going like, you know, they're going too I fast. Can't, yeah, I can't, Krill, I can't see him. Or, you know? or Their power it's level's a, over 9,000. like anime where they're like, he did the double dribble. Like, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this sport. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, like the musical performances are very, very good. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'll, I have one more like little bit of the interview that I want to play yeah. whenever we get to talking about burnout and just kind of like Kosei's um, ability to be Shinji with the piano. Get back well, in the piano. Well, let's just get into it now. Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. into it. I mean, I mean, I mean, burnout's a big part of the show. Well, actually. it really is because like obviously he has PTSD, but then he also runs into these kind of moments to PTSD where... PTSD from that B. <laughs> Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you. As far as the panic he felt, I've Mm -hmm. felt that before. Mm -hmm. And you do feel like you're drowning. You feel like you can't look at the music and see it for what it is. And it does disappear off the page. That's a very, that's a a great analysis of how he felt. You could feel him in the water drowning. You know, he couldn't get himself out of it. So he stopped hearing her. He couldn't focus on anything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel that in their jobs. You know, your boss could be screaming at you and you're not hearing a word of it. To be honest, it's really well done because then you have to convince yourself that there's something more to life than that moment. It's all in the head. And if you can get your head in the right place, everything comes into focus. So that's what this boy did. And actually, this is a triumph in this, not a failure. The fact that he went there and he put himself in the worst possible place he could be. The thing that I really like about these kind of moments in, in this show is that it's not just about you know winning or losing or anything. It's about being part of the overcoming. music and overcoming it and proving to yourself that you can still do it. I think everyone, even in any professional sense, doesn't even have to be a musician, mm. runs into this level of burnout to where you know oh, you're, you're going through the know. motions. I've never I, been underwater before. I say, <laughs> my, mom, my mom never hit me with a cane because I wouldn't do my job. Well, like, and, and obviously, you know, that's, that's clearly levels. like the main main you know sticking point for him is that his mom was a professional musician or pianist that uh, you know initially didn't want him to be one, yeah. just because she knew it was a, a hard and grueling life to you know to you know, build that up. But then obviously she got um, coerced, I guess, just by his talent. And then um, in some weird way, uh, just beat the snot out of him to just do it. So before we move on to the mom and how terrible she was and how they gave nothing in the arc to redeem her, to make nothing at all care about him having closure with her. Mm -hmm. Cause like he has the closure. I'm like, Fine, I guess go burn in hell (laughs) lady. Whatever whatever you need to feel better about yourself in this moment. Um, 
the the thing for me to to go back to your your mom's comments was like it's it's I love the idea that she was saying that like you know she's experienced this kind of stuff and like mm-hmm. you, you feel like you're underwater you see the notes disappear from the yeah. page because I, I I thought that was just a real cool visual gag mm-hmm. or like a, a, a way to express yeah, the yeah. fact that you can't see what's going you can't focus or whatever mm-hmm. but like to get back to like his mom right like they they spend a ton of time focused on him wrestling with his demons. Mm-hmm. You 12 know, episodes to be like, exact. Yeah. Being underwater. <laughs> a lot of like time. His mom, like, you know, doing all that, that. Like it, to me, like I said earlier, like, it was the pacing. It felt so slow because once he starts to come out of it, mm-hmm. I start liking the show a lot more. And I yeah. feel like the well, problem because he, was, he turns into a character. Right. And so like, I feel like if we could have gotten like two episodes of him being depressed and then we start to see progress and then we start to see progress and like, mm-hmm. and then we get, like more with it than it felt to me like by the time he starts coming out of his shell, I don't even care. You know, like yeah. almost like so, I've well, almost because you're, you're kind of over it by that point. Like so, I, what we needed, and this is this is I, this feels these moments feel so easy, and I don't know why that they don't happen. Yeah, because we see a moment, right? We see it's not a flashback. He does, he never experiences a character. But we see her like laying in bed at night when she's like close to death, mm-hmm. you know, feeling badly for a lot of the things, right? Yeah. Like, the show did it for the, I can't remember her name. I get her name. Cowrie? Cowrie. He did Cowrie. it for Cowrie, where after she is gone, she leaves a note. Yeah. To him, talking about, explaining <laughs> how yeah. she works. A like, note from the mom just been all fine. you need from the mom is when Cowrie is hitting on this piece that was his mother's lullaby to him that he grew up with is when he pulls it out of the shelf there, he opens it and, and there's a there note is. from yeah. his mother apologizing and explaining like what a catharsis, what a relief. And then yeah. we can actually maybe feel good for her, but we don't get it. And well, like, why? I no. think the problem, it, number one, that's a great idea. That would yeah. be like a it's perfect so way to like do ah. it. The problem is like, I don't think they, had any kind of idea for how you could redeem her because like well, but also yeah as she is presented why would you want to redeem yeah, her because i never understood and I, I was like trying to understand it of like okay so she's she knows he can be really good mm-hmm. but did people beat her you know because like well, i, I see a lot of other pianists out reason. here and they're not covered in bruises yeah so like why is she so hard she acted like his life depends on it mm-hmm. where's the dad but he's saying off in business, like, dude, is he going to, like, lose his like job and Bruce the kids Wayne, gonna, He's so yeah. orphaned. Yeah. Well, but, like, that's another thing. They, they don't broach, and you don't have to, but it's, like, my whole time, the whole time the mom is, is terminal and struggling, mm-hmm. and she's hard. I'm like, where's this dad? And then, like, <laughs> she's treating it like, if I don't train him, he's not going to be able to make money. And I'm like, but where's the dad? Can't he, like, make the money and take care or, of the kids? Or, or, like, and just go a, to school and be, get good grades in math or well, something. Right. And that's, yeah. kind of the, that's kind of the thing is, like, this is very much, uh, I think, a very anime thing. Yeah. That happens a lot where, like, you have absent parents, oh, yeah. particularly for, like, these kind of melodrama shows. Right. Because I think a lot of these these writers uh, that are making, like, the original stories, they just – they either don't have that kind of experience so they don't know how to write for parents mm-hmm. – or like they just don't have an idea. Of they just do don't have parents. an idea. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. parents are generally like a nuclear option for storytelling. Yeah. Because they essentially they can at some point they can control their kids' lives right. either by you know give, not giving them money anymore you know whatever. Yeah. 
And and obviously, like, they definitely use that here, but they didn't know how to write for the dad because if, if a dad was in the picture, then, like, half this story doesn't really work that well. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not advocating for the dad to come back. I'm just saying that, like, to me, it, just doesn't it would have been sense. better if there was no dad. Yeah. Then yeah. the then mom is like... it makes way like, more sense for her to push him. I, I, I'm not going to be on this earth for long. I have mm-hmm. to get as much knowledge into you as and possible before I go. And it's the only thing I can give you to teach you. Right. I don't. I can't you know, give you better. Yeah. And, and, and that's definitely one of those things where I understand, like if he, if he is a kid when she's trying to teach him and he is clearly very talented, but he is not following her orders like verbatim. Mm-hmm. And like, he's like losing competitions, that kind of stuff. Like I can understand from her perspective, she, she needs to be hard on him, but like he's winning all this stuff. He's so not winning child abuse hard long. though. Well, no, yeah. no, never. But, you know what I'm like, saying? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. Andrew's like, Oh, second place. You know what that is? That's first. Spare the rod, kid, spoil the child. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like so even you Get know over here Shinji even moving away from this <laughs> it's definitely one of those like he clearly is just surrounded by a bunch of abusive people yeah because Kaori beats the snot out oh of him oh my gosh Subaki so kicks him, him all well, the time the thing to me but is like at least with Subaki there's some give and take there yeah there we is, see yeah. a little bit there we don't see it with any other character yeah yeah but like with, with uh, back, back to just to finish the mom thing mm-hmm. like not giving her any kind of redeeming qualities because like even when he's like sitting there um, you know, reminiscing, you don't really see her do anything cool with the kid to go like, it's oh, like they had a lot of love. Moment, it's yeah. she let him lay under the piano while she played, and you're like, okay, that's not really like a a good thing. Like I could have gone for seeing her take him to the park, seeing them interact in some way that's mm-hmm. like, oh, before her terminal illness, she, she was a she, she was, was a, a happy, mom, bright, person. cool mom. Yeah. So he's remembering the good parts mm-hmm. and then closure. You know, yeah. we don't get that, so we just get like him accepting that like his mom was rough and then she goes on to heaven and you're like, okay, what closure is this? She like, like throws yeah. his cat away because he's right. Oh, oh my I know. gosh. I'm like, uh, any terrible all of the cat stuff in the show is just, I know like they, we just, have a cat die. They just randomly just, hit a cat yeah. with a car so we can take it to the emergency vet, but it dies anyways. He sits there with the blood. What are well, you doing? Yeah. such an Evangelion thing it too. Is, it is, but good Lord. <laughs> Getting the piano, Shinji. <laughs> It's, but, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, when uh, whenever I, like, was watching this show, mm-hmm. I didn't think of, like, really connecting, like, Shinji from uh, Evangelion to be, like, the yeah. analog for, for Kosei. But, uh, like, now that we've oh, said it, I'm like, off. oh, this is exactly, it's exactly what it off. is. Yeah. I, I thought on, like, episode four, and I was like, <laughs> my God. I, like, I told Andrew uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I think you were upstairs getting water or something. Yeah. Because uh, you hadn't started the show I hadn't yet. started. The thing, I yeah. said, I think it was, like, episode 10. I can't remember. Uh-huh. It was close to the 12 episode. If this boy can't yeah. hear the notes one more time. I, my, my wife is upstairs. I'm watching it downstairs because she's like, I'm good. I don't need to watch this. you know. Because yeah. she walked through and saw some of it, saw how melodramatic it was. She was like, I think I'm set. And so I'm watching it. And I just screamed, or I didn't scream. I said it really loud. If this, if they don't let this kid hear the notes, I'm going to choke myself. <laughs> and I didn't remember saying it. That's how it came out in just a pure, like rage, rage. Of, you know, and so then I went upstairs to get water and she's like, why would you choke yourself? And I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, you said, if they don't let this kid hear the notes, you're going to choke yourself. And I was like, oh, if they don't, I am going to choke myself. Um, so. Yes, definitely. I, like I said before, they spent too much time on him underwater. Yeah. I feel like they didn't explain enough of the mom to redeem her. Yeah. Because again, where's the dad at? He can just take care. Mm-hmm. You have a sister that teaches piano. She can just take over when you're gone. There's no need to rush this through while you're alive. Not a sister. Yeah. 
or um, just what, a mentor, uh, mentor, whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, a, a college a family friend, friend. college yeah. friend, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he know, calls I, her aunt at one point. Well, I, that's I, a, I think that's more of just, yeah, just right. Yeah. But that tripped me up. I thought she was like literally. I, I will aunt. say my favorite character of the whole show is her daughter. Um, Dude, with oh the, yeah, she's with pretty the, cool. The little like dots for the, the eyes, dead eyes, yeah, like a shark, the <laughs> eyes, like, like a doll, yeah, jaws over like, here. Like everybody else looks like a real person. I know. And this child for the whole time is the deadest of eyes. Like, that, good lord, that also felt like a weird choice. Yeah, of like kind of like but it, comedy. I, mean, I think it, really it just shows. Stand out. It did. Yeah, I think it just really shows like her mental state, which is just nothing. <laughs> There's just nothing like dead behind the eye going on that head, just flat. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, you know, talking about, you know, some of the other characters, obviously we have uh, Kosang Kaori, which, you know, the two main characters, the yeah. driving force, but you have these supporting characters that some of them like Subaki get a ton of, mm. of extra oh, development Subaki stuff. didn't get enough. I didn't get enough though. of Subaki. No, she needed more. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you need so much more. But she still got like. She got more like, than other people. So yeah. much. Uh, screen time and mm -hmm. she still needed more to really develop a lot of these feelings of you know guilt that she has yeah. and obviously like her her unrequited love well, also like the connection between her and uh kose yeah i almost called him shinji <laughs> 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 i had to catch myself well and it too like when you look at like um watari mm -hmm. you know ryota the the sports yeah friend, the soccer player i felt like Man, there's got to be a cool story here with well, him that I we're not the, getting I into. thought the moment when he lost the and he the, like the breaks game down and breaks the, down that was fantastic because yeah, like, like he he more keeps of that please yeah. he keeps it together on field like yep. picks up his teammate you know we, we shake hands we shake hands and he goes in the bathroom and breaks down I was like oh wow we got some depth here because up to that point it's just constantly like oh my best friend the flat cardboard oh yes. my best friend the piece of cardboard and then after <laughs> that it was just like oh my best friend it's like why are y'all friends yeah. Like, I get why you and Tsubaki are friends. You grew up next door. You always hung out, same age. Yeah. Like, perfect sense. I don't understand why this third kid is friends with y'all at all. Yeah, because yeah, he's clearly, like, super popular. He's popular with the, with everybody. He's yeah. sports jock. Like, like, he's all the things that... It's like, why are you here? Kusei just isn't in any way, shape, <laughs> yeah. or form. Well, and, that, I mean, sometimes friendships just happen like that. I mean, that. it does. Yeah. But like, they again, didn't give us enough backstory on him to know that, like, yeah. oh, he hit him in the head with a soccer ball one time, apologized, and they were just friends immediately after yeah. that, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I mean, like, Subaki is also a big sports mm -hmm. yeah. jock. Well, like, and, I mean, and we we get, we get a fantastic a moment whenever she, you know, she flubs her, um, you know, trying to just go home. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, then, yeah. you know, uh, hurts her ankle. And, and, and they her have full on rage about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in those moments are really, really good. And I but more they're more. always they're always undercut by really poor comedy breaks with her that mm -hmm. always ruin the moment with her because like she's definitely one of my favorite characters but mm. then like she doesn't get the development that we want and then she just t kind of turns into a nag for yeah. a lot of the show well, well then like you have all this time spent with her with uh kishigawa uh a friend oh yeah the the upper class uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, oh no yeah. the, the now oh yeah kishigawa, yeah kishigawa Kashi, kishigawa no hold on uh, I actually Kashiwagi. Is her name? Kashiwagi? <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, wow. just her friend. Her friend. Yeah. But her friend, where well, she has like all the relationship discussions. Mm -hmm. And I thought those are really good pieces. They yeah. were. But I, I think we're all kind of. Because everyone has those friends when you're growing up yeah. that like they know you. Yeah. Like they know yeah. like what you're going through, even if they're not going to say it outright. Well, but I think we're also kind of dancing around what I think is the big issue with the show is that it does not 
it doesn't tie everything off well enough. Mm-hmm. Like there is yeah. there is a like a ground of like a lot of Japanese film and shows, they kind of leave it open ended. Yeah. yeah. And then you have some like Western shows and stuff where it's like everything comes up nicely nicely in a bow. Yeah. And like the the you know, the ideal place is somewhere in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is like off the scale to the left here. Well, I mean, because like, they don't resolve anything. It's just depression at the end. Yeah, because yeah. Kosei just, I mean, like, like now we'll definitely say this because um, I know we're ragging on it a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to like say I didn't like the show because there are definitely some really good moments in it. And I think yeah. particularly the final episode is very, very well done. Well, there's, yeah. there's, it's a pendulum of going from trite and cliche mm-hmm. to, oh, man, that really hits, to why are we back over here, to, oh, man, this really hits, to stop going back to the southern side, <laughs> yeah. please. And, like, but, like, in terms of, you know, resolution, right, mm-hmm. he's playing this performance for his marks to get into, you know, the school. The school, like, yeah. Do we ever even hear, does he make it? No. We don't know. Oh, we I don't mean, know. you just assume. We, so. we assume. Oh, but that's but yeah. not satisfying. Do we assume, no. like, Subaki gets her grades up so she thinks she can get into the school near where she hopes he's going to go. We assume. We assume that's <laughs> yeah. good enough. She, like, she basically in the, what, the second to last episode, she professes his love for him. Yeah. And there's yeah. almost. And he's just like, oh, thanks. There's like, no. Nope. Yeah. And that's, that's the other problem is. She has it's a very unrequited love on her side. And yeah. we never get any kind of like feedback from yeah. him. Yeah. So by or the end he, of the he, show he acknowledges that she's like, Oh, like she has feelings for me, and I'm just not gonna I'm just gonna ignore those. I'm gonna but put like those earlier, over here. I right. feel like earlier in the first half of the show, you see some of him being sort of like, Oh, she's like growing up with yeah. like like she's like more than just the kid sister kind of feelings. Yeah. And they don't go back into that. And so no. by the end of the show, it's so open-ended that there is no, for all the horrible things that happen throughout, there's no uplifting anything to yeah, make it feel that, yeah. worth it. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is like, I think one of the reasons why too, is because obviously like Cowrie gets sidelined because of her illness, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which was um, apparently bone marrow. Um, a leukemia. Uh, did, I thought how I do we know here. this? Just like a uh, that, it's trivia. just yeah, it's just like trivia. In, in okay. the, in the yeah. show, they don't like yeah, they don't really. No, it's just it, like, a it could be it could be MS. It could be any a whole yeah, any things, number of yeah. things. Yeah. Um. Well, so go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, but like you know, obviously, you do have at least closure with her with the with the note that the or note, the letter yeah. that she leaves him, which mm-hmm. like that kind of that kind of thing. Like I know it's a little cliche, but man, that always hits. Just because, like, you do finally it get some pays, closure with it her. It pays off. It, it explains does. her her actions. It explains mm-hmm. why she's doing it. Like, we get satisfaction in understanding who she is at that point. Yeah. So, I did not hit on that moment. I disliked that a lot. Really? The lie in April, the show, mm-hmm. it's pitiful. I, I sat there. <laughs> when it happened, it undercut everything to me. The idea that she just met some random kid mm. and, like, fell in love with him is way more powerful to me than, like, she saw a performance and became a stalker and like her, the whole, the whole lie of like, I mean, that, that's fair. Actually, I couldn't get into this friend group. You could have walked up to any one of those dudes. I mean, she's beautiful. Like, What's well, up y'all. They also, and it would have been immediately in. They, they did the, uh, Oh gosh. What was the, the terrible, uh, like, romance movie from the late 90s early 2000s mm. you gotta be more specific it's, it's, than that. An, it's an incredibly good looking girl but she has glasses they take the glasses oh, uh, oh, she's, all she's, no. she's all that oh, she's all that okay, gotcha. where, where, where it's like but. it's like an incredibly good looking girl and they're like yeah but she wears glasses ew and like they did the exact same thing with her but she's like in middle school she's like i can't fit i with finally this. manned up and, like, and got contacts I got contacts so that i'm beautiful well, it's like what Princess diaries does that too it does yeah it's it's a trope but like to me it's like when when the reveal happens in the letter 
I audibly said boo out like that right there <laughs> because I was like, that undercuts to me so much of I mean, what was that's building totally up fair there too. Like I don't, yeah. um, but like other moments for her, like the bit where she's walking the halls in the hospital and collapses, oh, and she's like yeah. screaming at her legs. Those are that's yeah. that was a huge moment. The bit where uh, you know it, it's it's part of the letter recap where she you know, sneaks into the waiting room late and sees her parents breaking down crying and realizing, oh, I don't have, I don't, I don't have, have a I lot of time. time. Yeah. Like that's like, huge. Those, yeah. are, mm-hmm. those are some incredible moments. Emotional moments. It's just getting to them through some of the other, just like what, well, what kind of these other decisions. And yeah. To the point of the last episode and the last mm-hmm. performance, right? Like mm-hmm. I loved the last performance. I love the idea that he played with her in spirit. And I love that she didn't and, come and his, through. his mental closure that like, she's going to die. Right. And that yeah. she didn't make it through. She didn't mm-hmm. survive. It's not this happy ending. I was like, that's cool. I, I like that. They, they went about it that way. Yeah. I think again, just like, again, we're kind of nitpicking, but it's like, it's the same problem of, if they had had more performances, let's yeah. say in the middle of the show, before they sideline her, yeah. where you get to see the rough patch at the front, um, mm-hmm. he comes out of his funk quicker, they actually have a few performances together, and you get to see they're the good times. They're nailing mm-hmm. it, yeah. They're nailing it, and they're in sync. Tearing and it up, he's yeah. having this moment of like, am I falling for this girl? Is like, this, is like I can't am, I, be. am I back in love with music and this and girl? And this girl, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, when you don't get the final performance with them, but you do get it in mm-hmm. spirit, that it, it hits, hits like yeah. crazy. This time when it hit, I was like, finally they get to play again. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> See, you know, I, I like. I, don't I know. think my favorite performance was still the second one, yeah. where uh, Rondo, she, could, uh, Rondo introduction and Caprizioso. Yes, where she <laughs> Rondo of Blood was a Castlevania that came out in uh, <laughs> SNES. Where's <laughs> Turbo Graphics? Uh, but it was where she isn't able to make the performance and they're like uh, pleading with uh, Mike. The, the, oh the yeah, junior. that one. Yeah. They're, they're pleading with him to let them go last to give her a chance to show up. Cause they don't know. That's a lot of sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like super stuck up brat. Like, no, absolutely not. And then I was uh, like, yeah, I'll get to yeah, do it myself. Kusa is like, Drop Kose. like Kose. Whatever his name is, Kose. Kose is the cool Kose. version of Kose. <laughs> Kose is like just Mike drops this kid and just goes out there as the accompanist. Where everyone's like, "Why is the piano player going out by himself?" It's supposed and, to be and a, a violin play. competition. And then he just <laughs> drops the absolute hammer. Well, it's a gala. It's, a, it's, a gala. it's an yeah. exhibition. Yeah. But he drops the absolute hammer, and when he gets up to leave, the kids just sit there on, in the wings, like, "Ah, oh, crap! I have to follow this." <laughs> Yeah, uh, but so then he does. He does really good. No, he does. Yeah. And he and he becomes a fan. But it's just that that swing moment. It is yeah. really made me like the character mm-hmm. of Kose. we Kose. We just Kose. Kose. No, no, actually, kind of talking about that though, because that's like towards a little the, bit. The, you know, the midway point. The midway point yeah. is whenever I think we really need to get introduced to Nagi, um, mm-hmm. uh, the the younger sister, either earlier the, or just not at all. Well, because that's the thing is like I love their duet. It's. It's phenomenal. It's a cool show. It's but, really good. But imagine if that duet was just K name. I hate these names. Cowrie. Cowrie instead. <laughs> K name. So my point earlier before the spoiler wall, what I was saying is that the character of Emmy and the character of Nagi could have been combined because oh, Nagi, yeah, I could see that. Work. Emmy's kind of whole thing is that she's like secretly she's, admires him, but yeah. she's a rival. Dude, this this kid is like just being pursued by so many women that he has no clue that about. Also felt Shinji. like to me. me. Yeah. Infuriates me. So I wrote down in my things. Yeah, I was that's like, a cool lot. 
Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> I know it's it Shinji. Is, it is. It's, it's Evangelion all over. Oh, Oda's like, like line April just an homage to Evangelion. Uh, Oda's like, I loved it because it's just Evangelion again. That's probably yeah. <laughs> Another depressed director. Perfect. <laughs> but like, like what I wrote down was, uh, I like the character of Kaori so much that I think Gosei was way beneath her, and I can't root for them to ever get together. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to Emmy, I was like. What do these women th- like? This so dude just plays the piano. He's not like. <laughs> well, this is just like being. He touches you know, their hearts with not, music. Not, I guess not to yeah. be that person to to Ryan, but this is like mm-hmm. being the guitarist in a band, and everyone and wants you, which you wouldn't know because you're the bassist. Because you're no. the bassist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I knew where that was going. There was about. a there was a meme. It's just a lay it up. it's a bunch of different dudes like yeah. members of the band. It's like the guitar player, and it's got like you know like three or four girls, like lead singers got like 10 women yeah, around. Yeah. It's like drummer. It's like one girl and the bass player. It's got five other bass players around him talking about the gear that he played. And I was like, I've done that at a show. I've gone to, hey man, so you play, I see you, it's an Ampeg over there. You know, like, but it's, I, anyways. Uh, but so, so for me, like the thing with, with, um, you know, the main two, right. Kosei and Kaori. 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 I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. That's a hard Japanese yeah. name to pronounce. Oh, sorry. Before we get into that, before we get into those two, back to Emmy, right? Yeah. Emmy and Nagi. I think those two characters could have been combined. Yeah. Like, you don't, we don't need two rivals for Kosei in the second yeah. half. We could have just had Takeshi, mm-hmm. right? Like, which, and he's which, a fantastic character. I really I like him. I liked all of that. Yes. Especially yeah. like him, uh, Kosei, coming back to competitions after being gone for a couple of years. Right. And they're both like standing, talking to each other. Like it's that dude back. Oh man, he better remember us. So he's just like, who are y'all? Who are you again? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing yeah. is like, if you, you know, like I know Steven and I played on like competitive, like tabletop games, totally different than musician stuff. Same thing. But it's <laughs> totally like, you do it's run into those kinds of the like same faces those rivals over and, over. and, and these kind of like competition, you know, nuances. Mm-hmm. And I really like hit, uh, yeah. hit well with those kind that's of moments. Perfect. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Oh, this is exactly how it is. But again, like to your point, they should have introduced him earlier in the season. It shouldn't have been at the halfway point. You mean Nagi? Uh, Takeshi. Takeshi. Oh, I mean, he, I he don't, was introduced at episode seven. I, I don't I think mind. you said that before the spoiler wall. I didn't like, mind their introduction. I, no, I, I, I didn't it mind fine. it. I just, yeah. I think if you get him out of his funk earlier in the first yeah, half please, of the season, yes. just, just for our own sake, then you can bring in the rival earlier and then develop him more and then you get rid of Emmy in terms of like now he he doesn't need two rivals but see, he needs my, one my thing with that whole arc mm-hmm. is that arc feels complete because it, it starts with them not really knowing each other and, and then, then they it, have like great little moments they have, they have that they have the moment like late in the show where they're oh, sitting yeah. in the hallway together and he's handing out the egg sandwiches, the egg sandwiches which yeah. is like one of the few pieces of comedy that actually landed yeah because yeah. he did the whole spiel once with her and then like <laughs> then the other again. dude came out and was like he's gonna do it again and he yeah. did perfect <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so like that arc felt like it had a good beginning middle and end yeah. So I don't. I didn't really complain about those as much. I didn't feel like they stood. I felt they felt really appropriate for the type of show right. this was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. But I was going to say to steer it, unless you had more to say about them. Specifically. No, no. I was going to say I, like, I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. Like I mean, I and I, can, I definitely can understand Emmy and Nagi being combined. Just to give us more time again with characters like yeah. uh, Watari, like like just a little I just bit felt more like screen time. We spent elsewhere. so much. There was one episode specifically that really dialed in on Emmy, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it really advanced. We it. Yeah, we didn't much need anything of anything. Where I was like, that could have been another Subaki episode. Yeah, that yeah, could like, have get been. Get us back to the main four. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. to the main four with Kosei and Kaori, right? Kaori, Kaori, Kaori. Um, <laughs> she's a cow. Kaori, cow. No. Kosei and Kaori. Um, <laughs> Like their their relationship 
had what felt like a lot of starts and stops. Like mm-hmm. it, it kept going back and forth and it kind of similar to him coming out of his, his Shell. depression yeah, is like, like, Oh, we're back here now. We're back. here. Like it regressed so many times that it, it, it started to get frustrating towards the end because again, we didn't get those extra performances like I would have liked where mm-hmm. they're really hitting extra time where they're just like on top of it. So when you get to the end, it's like such a bittersweet thing that she admits in this letter that like, you know, Hey, I, I've loved you. And it's like, lady, You've had all this time to say this. Like, what what pressures do you have? But like, do you, do you well, not understand how good looking you are and how easily you could have just walked up to him at, at any at moment? Any in your moment. And instead, you're like, well, I'll pretend that I'll tell his friend that I'm actually interested in, in the other friend. And that way, I can be like, now you're just hanging out with this doofus for forever. For forever, you're wasting time. time. You don't you have will. much time. Yeah, and it's definitely one of those. And I will say, like, I liked the touch that they did animation wise. Is basically at the beginning of the the series. She her hair is incredibly blonde. Yeah, like, that's very, what I was talking about with color earlier. And then like, oh, she gets real pale. Yeah, as yeah. she as she gets worse, it's like, like grayish. yeah, it turns grayish and everything like that. And clearly, like it's a good way to kind of like show your audience without telling them exactly. It's like, hey, she's gonna die. Yeah, something's. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, they don't have to do like a, a firework burning out in her hair in her hand yeah. or the firefly light fading out as she's staring. <laughs> right. at her. No, they didn't just clobber you over the head with that or anything. Well, it's, it's funny too because I remember when we were watching this weekly, like me and my wife uh-huh. were watching it, and then we got to like a certain point and my wife was like she's gonna die i'm out and she just hit the eject button and never watched it again yeah. <laughs> dude episode five when she like collapses is the end of the performance oh, i like done. i like still well, but freaking die that was still at least um pretty justifiable just because like the piece that she the, just played is hard it's very rush. hard incredibly fast mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like matter. very note intensive you know and you, you don't know what her ailment is but, but like, i point, think she, for me it, like the 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 problem too with their relationship and the stuff is it like there's the the manic pixie dream girl thing yep. right has been done and i've seen the version where the manic pixie dream girl dies at the end version where the kid finally comes out of his shell and is then the eternal sun is shining the spotless mind no that's no. he wipes her his memories that was, ah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a different thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different but one. like what i'm getting at is like <laughs> when, what's what's one that's the one where the manic pixie what's, dream girl what's dies? the one uh, with the Night garden state it's a no, oh. it's a nicholas sparks i want to say mm. oh, oh fault in our stars maybe that one yes. maybe that's what i'm thinking yeah fault in our stars man that is such a sad that has cancer yeah, she has cancer all over her I feel body. like there's another one, too. The, the reverse well, of it's has, like My has, Girl with, where um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, no, I, I, will, I mean, this is a total tangent, but Fault in yeah. Our Stars, Shailene Woolley does a fantastic job in mm. that movie. It's really good. There's but, another, there's another, there are three Nicholas Sparks books that are turned into movies. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, look it up. I thought you were reaching for your phone. No, I'm getting water. I thought you were reaching for your phone. <laughs> it was notebook, I'll look it up. And then Fault in Our Stars and something else. Um, anyways, what I was getting at is when she starts to get sick, I knew it. I was like, this chick's going to beef it. No question. And <laughs> well, so and they, they yeah. really try and like, yeah. like, oh, there's going to be a, an operation that the she whole can time get. I'm like, over oh, here going dead. like this chick's in the dirt already. What are we doing? <laughs> like, there's no way. And. I, I don't think that's a detriment. I think no. it's fine that it signals it early. Mm-hmm. I just wish it did more in between when they start and, signaling. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of one they of those things bit. where, like, I wish that she would have obviously talked about her feelings about Kosei way earlier yeah. than a letter after yes, she's dead. Well, and he, something, anything. The, the the couple of moments where like he's thinking about going to see her at the hospital and mm-hmm. then doesn't, doesn't I'm like what are you you're regressing he, like, so like so three times he does it like three yeah. times and it's like can we it's the depression thing all over again yeah, yeah. I yeah I you know what actually you know what my biggest complaint is 
This is like it's supposed to be like a, a, a romance, and like the romance of music, totally there. Yeah, yeah. Nobody kisses. There's not even one kiss. In There's this whole no film. smooches. Like, how do you have like how do you like <laughs> give actually, him tongue? How do you actually <laughs> seal off the fact that we have like an actual romance? So, yeah. and this is this like, is one of those ah. things where uh, I definitely think that Japanese or anime specifically, mm-hmm. particularly romances, have a very hard time making their any of their characters actually kiss. I thought you were gonna say they can't draw it. It's no, they don't know be, how they've never been kissed. Like, they, so they never get outside. I don't know. I don't I've know. never been kissed. What does it look like? I don't know. <laughs> this is a little. They're <laughs> slapping foreheads <laughs> together. Is this it? Miyazaki's over there, like an 80 year old man. Like, you, you do this, I think. <laughs> like, take the cigarette out of your mouth first. No, it's like this on a cigarette. Um, one, one. And they're like, okay, got it. <laughs> but I, this is kind of metagaming in the, like, the anime community, but a lot, like, you have these, like, really rabid, like, hardcore fans mm-hmm. that go for pairings, and the second that you have some kind of, like, definitive oh, you, romance... you draw the line, you turn off half the fan yeah. base. Well, so, and this actually happen. happened yeah. in a show called Darling in the Franks in, like, 2016 or something. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that's the show. No, it is. So, basically, <laughs> like, the you have the Darling, Darling in the, the Franks. Franks. It's, it's Evangelion, but with sex. Anyways. Nice. Um, <laughs> instead of getting in the robot, you get in the girl. Well, no, get in so here, Shinji. Halfway, halfway through the show, you have this, this basically... Like clearly, like this is the the route that the story is it's taking. Where it. these two characters are meant to be together, that's the thing. That's what's going to happen. There's a secondary character yeah. that essentially steals the kiss of our main guy, and th- I kid you not, the entire community lost their mind because of this girl that is clearly not meant for him. That be yeah, like pretty <laughs> much. Like I have choice words, but it's yeah. definitely one of those things where like. Like everyone lost their absolute mind about it, and they actually like boycotted it or against no it? against it. They so boycotted mad. the They're show so for like weeks yeah. because the because it was an original story, so no mm. one saw it coming, and she basically like did that. So if you had someone like Subaki, you know, go and just like steal a kiss on Kohei, mm-hmm. like that changes the dynamic completely. To an extent, but I think you already know that she has feelings. Oh, for absolutely. Kose. And and I actually don't think that they're a bad pairing. I well, I was gonna say like I I would not have been she, mad if a, she had stole a kiss. She's a little too abusive. She's a little abusive. But yeah, I, he's like, used even to if it. even if I mean, it's but just Charlotte like, had friends like I had you know a, relationships like that when I was younger with with other girls that I grew but, up but we're with. Talk, we're talking about Cowrie here, right? No, I'm well both. Oh, okay. All right. They're both pretty abusive because I don't. But see, I don't <laughs> mind Subaki. He needs to man up because he actually trades back like when she's her anger hurt uh-huh. and then she's walking home and he like offers help she's like I don't need help and he just like touches her shin and she's oh, like yeah. oh like, of course I know you're hurt yeah and like I, that was one great moment yeah mm-hmm. need more of that yeah not hard it was heartfelt and comedic yeah in one... again they slam dunked yeah that. like they're like, they're like it does sound like we rag on this a lot it yeah. does but it's, it's because I think there are we see the potential there are some real yeah. gems in the midst of a lot of you just have to plow through emotional mm-hmm. terrorism while <laughs> the, the cat's being thrown out because it yeah. scratched him and his yeah. mom's a psychopath. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there's there's a lot of ah. really good moments in this that are mired in between a lot of very cliche tropes that yeah. just kind of, like, crop up here and there, and it's just very anime, and I don't think I could ever really recommend this to, like, anyone. Yeah. yeah we didn't just, really, like, we didn't really like, that oh, earlier. I just, just want to cry. I'm like, ah, oh, go watch Your Lie in April. I see. I didn't cry in this No, show. I didn't either. But I'm like, saying, like, so it would what? be even harder. This didn't make Andrew cry? Nah. Oh, my gosh. Wow, well, they, this one, really didn't do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, so easy. I knew it was coming. It was really obvious. I did cry the first time. 
Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I did All cry right. the first okay. time. Well, and I, I wrote that down a couple times of, I wonder what my thoughts on this would have been if I watched this week to week in 2014. And it, it definitely hit different like when how everyone different else was well, collectively watching it at the same time. Yeah. Right. Especially because yeah. I watched it in like two and three episode blocks. Right. Yeah. If I'd waited yeah. a week between each mm-hmm. one, would I have been as uh, emotionally attached or not attached or whatever? Or as frustrated with like, we're or, still or, on or this? Just be like, yeah. next week, yeah. more depression. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but you know that does sound you know kind of like we're we're slowing well, down I think, here. I think we could talk about this ad nauseum for a long we time. Could. But the, I, we've hit the main point. The cliff notes is there was a lot of potential. Could have been better. Could have been better. Yeah. So so yeah. And, and you know obviously musical performances absolutely great. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Just absolutely awesome. So so in the terms of like recommendations and rewatch. I, I definitely I, I, I want to rewatch this. I want to get it out there. Yeah, I don't. I'll I, rewatch the musical performances. Again. I think this yeah. being in like a top ten anime list is kind of a travesty. It is, and mm-hmm. it being in a starter, you should watch this. As your oh, first, absolutely! Is, a, is an absolute. It needs to get right out of there. Heinous <laughs> heresy. <laughs> this is not a starter I, anime. I, I would way, only recommend this to someone that loves like melodrama and tragedy romance. Like mm-hmm. this is your thing. Like go watch it if you haven't seen and, it. You probably already you have. probably already have. Yeah. yeah. But uh, didn't you say that you you uh, showed us something to your aunt from this, and she commented about how like wow, this is actually dealing with real emotions, it's like a real show. Oh it's yeah, like a real show. Yeah, I mean like that's the thing is so like both my mom and my aunt have never watched anime before, mm-hmm. so they're not like they don't under like they're not that they don't understand. They're not they're not used to like the uh, the kind of like tropes and stuff that we're used to mm-hmm. seeing when we watch it. So whenever they're watching, like oh these are like real characters, it's not like Looney Tunes, which is their version, their yeah, concept, yeah, their concept of like animated shows. Right. Right. And like my aunt loved it. She loved, she watched like basically the whole episode when they did the second performance of introduction and Rondo Capriccioso. Mm. And one, she loved the, the absolute musical performance. She thought it was fantastic. But then she also is like, they do such a good job at showing the emotions and explaining to the viewer without like just hitting it over the head. And obviously she only watched one episode. But In that episode they did. Yeah. yeah. And it does such a good job at telling the, the story of the music and the performance mm-hmm. and everything like that. And she, she absolutely loved it. My, my other aunt uh, Betsy uh, watched it too. And she, um, has kids, but she was like, oh, it's like Pokemon. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of like Pokemon. Sure. <laughs> it's exactly like Pokemon. <laughs> this is definitely what Pokemon was like. This next week, time for Ash to be depressed again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the ball, Pikachu. Get the ball, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that does sound like we're kind of wrapping up. Uh, but before we go, we have to talk about, about our Patreon. For just $1 a month, you can support the show. Mm-hmm. It gives us all, you know, our equipment and other Let's things. Pay hosting. It pays hosting. Hosting. Yeah, there you go. You guys this got is it. a tremendous return on investment because you get access to all of our bonus episodes, and mm-hmm. we get we get a little different, a little off format, a little wacky, a little weird. We do things like tier lists where we try different foods and rate them. We yep. fight presidents. We have fought presidents. We will hopefully fight other things. We probably invoke, monarchs. We invoke Chat GPT to aid us in different things. So we're in results. the middle of Romance Month, yes. and if you're a patron this month, you get to listen to us. Talk about Dear Abby Chat GPT. Yeah, we're we're giving relationship advice. And these relationship questions came from Chat GPT, and it goes off the rails. Off the rails. I definitely haven't laughed that hard in a very long time. It's worth a dollar. I'll put it that way. We entertained Andrew. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So, as always, follow us on social, leave us a review wherever you're listening now, and share us with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, So, that does sound like all the time we have this week. Until next time. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. (laughs) 